Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to Buckeye Breakdown. Buckeyes now on Sports Illustrated, continuing our coverage of the Ohio State Buckeyes as they reported for camp today. Finally, the first day of training camp has come and gone. Ohio State uh, now is full steam ahead. They've got 25 practices to get ready for the uh, start of the 2021 season. It'll be here, well, I guess now four weeks from tomorrow. This is uh, this is Wednesday night, and they open the season Thursday, September the 2nd against the Minnesota Golden Gophers. So, uh, locked and loaded, getting ready now, and it's it's full steam ahead uh, with camp starting. So figured we'd tell you a couple of storylines here, probably uh, we'll call it our, our top five storylines coming out of day one of the 2021 uh, first day of camp. Uh, I think first and foremost, um, the the thing that probably nobody wants to you know really lead off with, but um, Tyler Friday is, uh, it sounds like, not going to be able to see the field very much, and that's that is certainly a bummer. Um, upperclassman, defensive end. He's been very productive when he's been on the field. He just hasn't been on the field very much. Um, certainly like what we've seen from him last year, and and he was he was definitely a, a part of last year's defensive end rotation. Ryan Day did not want to get into uh, the specifics around Tyler's injury. Said he hadn't really talked with Tyler yet about how, how they wanted to handle publicizing that or not. Um, but he essentially said he's he's probably going to be out a good chunk of the season. So, um, you know, the Buckeyes are going to have their, their depth tested pretty quickly at defensive end. Uh, the good news is they've got lots of talented bodies there. Uh, and obviously it, it naturally brings up, okay, Jack Sawyer, JT Tui Moloal. Um, maybe it's a, a little bit easier now for them to get in the regular rotation and get on the field sooner. Um, and certainly perhaps in more meaningful situations. Um, Going to be going to be interesting to see how those guys fit in right away. Obviously disappointed for Tyler Friday. Hope he's okay, uh, and at some point perhaps we'll find out exactly what happened. But uh, right now, mum's the word on on his injury, and and it doesn't look like he's going to be a, a big part of the beginning of this season at a minimum. So uh, that's the biggest takeaway from day one. Unfortunately, you hate leading off with injury news, but um, that's kind of the nature of the beast right now. So. That's uh, that's our, our biggest storyline here, day one. I would say probably after that, uh, a guy that I really, really like, Steel Chambers, um, was working at linebacker today. Uh, only had a chance, uh, the, the media this morning, to see you know the first probably 20, 25 minutes of practice this morning, uh, the first few periods. Uh, and even at that, it was from a, quite a distance. So didn't have a chance to see practice at length or anything up close and personal, but um, Steel Chambers was working with the linebackers, and frankly, I, I love watching him run the football. I, I, I absolutely love him as a running back. I think he's got a ton of talent. He's super athletic, but he can probably deliver some pretty good hits too. And for a linebacker room that that needs a little help developing some depth um, with all that they lost last year, perhaps he's a good option there. So Steel Chambers is trying to 
to figure out if if maybe linebackers a good fit for him, and and certainly was there today working with linebackers, uh, and that sort of ties into to the next component, uh, the running back room. Um, Ryan Day seems to really like the talent and the depth they have there. Feeling like this might be the best running back room that that you know he's had since he's been here, even though he's not directly working with uh, the running backs super regularly. Um, Obviously, Travion Henderson and Evan Pryor are, you know, the the younger component to that. Um, for whatever reason, this morning Master Teague was not really uh, in in you know the first group, if you will. Um, Mayan Williams was taking some more of those first team reps, but Master Teague was certainly still out there. And as the incumbent, as the upperclassman in the group, I would imagine Master still going to see plenty of carries this year. Uh, that said, you know, maybe sometimes early in camp you you know what you have with one guy and you're trying to figure out what you might have with others. So uh, regardless, Mayan Williams has drawn lots of praise. They love the way his body has come along over the course of the summer. And uh, he got some good reps in this morning and, and was one of the more impressive guys first day at camp. So keep your eye on Mayan Williams. Maybe he'll factor more into the, uh, into the running back field here this year. Uh, some really high praise for the young wide receivers, uh, especially in Mecca Ibuka. Um Pretty clear Ryan Day likes what what he did to work over the summer. Felt like he worked really, really hard, made that a, a, a real focal point in his post, uh, post-practice post press conference. So perhaps Igbuka will be uh, you know a, a focal point here in the receiver room. Obviously, we know how talented and deep that room is uh, just in terms of overall raw ability, but not a ton of playing time yet for some of the uh, the freshmen and sophomores in that room. Because you've got guys like Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson who've seen such an abundance of playing time and certainly will factor in again this year. Um, you could argue they're two of the top receivers in the country, if not the two best receivers in the country, uh, coming back this year. So um, only one football to go around, but it's pretty clear the Buckeyes trust and like this young receiver class. Uh, Mecca Egbuka, Marvin Harrison Jr., and, and Jaden Ballard in particular – just might factor into things this uh, this coming fall. Looking forward to seeing how that goes. Uh, and beyond that, the, the other other guy that I think uh, took some attention, uh, and I might screw his name up. Certainly not going to try to. And I think all across uh, <laughs> all across Buckeye Nation, we're still learning. Uh, but I believe it is pronounced Palei Ngoteote. Uh, he is, of course, the young man that transferred in from uh, USC. Uh, working with the team, he's at practice, he's on the field, he's you know getting reps in, and and the hope is that he'll be a regular this fall. Um, but Go Teote does not yet have his waiver, and uh, not entirely sure what the holdup is there with the NCAA, especially with the transfer rule. But uh, he has not yet been you know officially declared eligible to play for the Buckeyes this fall, so he continues to kind of play the wait and see game. And Ryan Day even said, look, it, it doesn't make sense to necessarily put him with the first team or the second team yet because you don't really know what's going to happen and you don't want to take reps away from other guys. So hopefully within the next couple of weeks, the NCAA will sort that out and and uh, hopefully he'll be eligible and available here this fall. I know the Buckeyes would love to have him. So those are probably the, the five biggest storylines. Maybe one bonus one for you, uh, Ohio State's team vaccination rate is north of 90%. That's obviously great news, and and certainly fingers crossed that it, um, it, it continues to climb. We'd like to see guys continue to, to choose to get vaccinated. Um, the Big Ten hasn't quite yet 
put out what its COVID-related protocols are going to be this year. We're crossing our fingers that uh, you know that those are are going to come out here within the next couple of weeks and kind of give people an idea of exactly what we're going to be dealing with this year. You know, if if you can't play a game, are you on the uh, are you on the verge of forfeiting? Um, hopefully not, but perhaps. Again, Kevin Warren said at, at Big Ten Media Day that that was uh, a, a collective decision across the conference that would probably be made in early August. So we continue to wait for uh, for word officially on that. But the good news is the Buckeyes seem like they're handling their business nicely, and uh, you know, fingers crossed, it won't be a problem for Ohio State this year after obviously some some serious COVID issues last year. Before we wrap up, we have one uh, one comment here. I feel like we're still young this year. We'll make the playoff, but next year is the year. I can certainly see where that comes from. And obviously, uh, the talent level is is pretty apparent. Um, but the youth, to me, it really stems from quarterback. I'd like to sit here and tell you that I, I wholeheartedly, totally trust some combination of C.J. Stroud, Jack Miller, Cal McCord, and eventually Quinn Ewers. Um, but we just haven't seen it yet. You know, I, I, I think there's plenty of reason to be optimistic. Um, but without seeing guys tested quite yet in some of those situations, hard to know exactly what you're going to get. The good news is you open with a Big Ten game. Obviously, that's super important, um, and then you're going to play your big non-conference game right after that. You're going to find out fairly quickly quite how good you are. You're not going to necessarily get the same kind of vibe against Tulsa and Akron before you jump back into, into conference play, but um, the Buckeyes better be ready to go four weeks from tomorrow because Minnesota has had that game circled on their calendar. And, and Ohio State, uh, when, when, when you're running the conference, you've kind of always got that target on your back. So the Buckeyes know they're going to get everybody's best shot. That includes Minnesota and uh, the always energetic coach P.J. Flack <laughs> uh, toward the end of uh, – well, I guess not the end of August. It'll be the beginning of September when they when they take the field there. So – uh, and following that up, uh, I agree. Your your concern is the back seven, no doubt. That's that's definitely uh, a big focal point. The defensive line, you'd like to think, is is going to be the strong suit of this defense. The good news is um, Ryan Day said yesterday that he thinks the back seven have done a really good job of of kind of like hitting the ground full speed this year. Um, it, it's, you know, last year there were a few injuries and, you know, uh, Sean Wade changed position. So there was there was a little bit of this tentative nature to the way they attacked camp this year, a little bit more health coming into camp. Um, not necessarily certainty in terms of guys being locked into playing time, but, you know, uh, mental certainty around the season is going to start on time and, you know, everybody's uh, back at 100% and, and moving forward. So I, I think uh, his comments about liking where the secondary was at coming into the year um, uh, leads me to, to believe that shouldn't be quite the same trouble issue that it was last year. Because, frankly, it couldn't have been too much worse. And uh, I know the Buckeyes certainly took that on the chin. And uh, when, when your pass defense is ranked 122nd overall uh, in FBS – and you still made it to the national championship game. That that tells you that you were able to outscore your mistakes. But obviously, uh, that final game of the year didn't go so well. So, big uh, big point of concern for them for sure. All right. So those are uh, those are kind of your headlines from day one at uh, Ohio State training camp. Um, the Buckeyes don't have media availability every single day over the course of the next few weeks, but they do have 
uh, a fairly detailed schedule out. Uh, there will not be media availability with the team on Thursday this week, but we will have a chance on Friday to get a look at at practice once again in the morning. Uh, and we'll talk with Coach Combs and his uh, his cornerbacks on Friday after practice is over. Uh, the way the, the schedule worked out, today was actually the last day of finals. So practice was moved super early in the day uh, so that they could be done earlier and give guys a chance to take their finals if they had been taking summer classes. The rest of camp is going to be a much more uh, much more normal start time. It'll be uh, uh, practices starting at 9.45 a.m. most days. So um, expect that we're going to have chances to kind of hear from a lot of uh, the coaching staff um, roughly uh, 11.45 or noon, something in that ballpark most days. And, of course, we'll have plenty of coverage for you here on Buckeyes Now on Sports Illustrated. Also, if you're interested in uh, checking it out, we've got lots of pictures from practice over today uh, over on BuckeyesNow.com, so you can check that out as well. All right, we'll see you again uh, See you again soon. The Buckeyes are off and rolling. We'll uh, follow more, uh, more of the headlines along the way here as the, as the fall goes along. See you soon.